Hey everybody, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. It's me, Brian, here, Grace in your ears, as always, talking beer, talking current events. Might get a little political here and there, but uh, for right now, I am going to uh, tell you about the beer that I'm enjoying, fresh out of the Georgia, really don't know where the hell out of Georgia it is, but it's Pontoon <laughs> Brewing. Um, Let's just say Atlanta. Let's say Atlanta. Fuck it. Mm-mm. Sandy Springs. Atlanta, Savannah. Sandy Springs, Georgia is where it's yeah. out of. It would figure okay. that the one place on the can that I didn't look was under my thumb, and that's where the city is. So <laughs> uh, this uh, Shandy, basically their Shandy that they make sounds like a summer brew in collaboration with uh, Wake for Warriors where they give back to veterans. And... Uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's a nice uh, vice beer so, with lemons and limes, so it's got a nice little bite to it. Six and a half percent, nice and uh, nice and cloudy. It's very good. Where'd Frank go? What happened, Frank? Frank's got a great look on his face. What just happened? I don't know. Your shit went blank, and then it came back. Oh, well, let me turn my. Uh Webcam off, I guess. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'll do what I did um, earlier and just turn okay. my mic off. Maybe that'll help too. Uh, so I I uh, wanted to give a shout out to Draft Hop because they're out of Alpharetta, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Sandy Springs is just like about 20 minutes south of them, so they probably have had that beer, Brian. Well, I can <laughs> guarantee they've had that beer because if you'd let me finish my review, I got it from Sean from Draft Hop. <laughs> he sent it out this way. <laughs> He sent it out this way along with a few other goodies from Georgia. So, yeah. I don't allow no finished beer reviews. No. Okay. Let's never do that. I draw the line. Draw the line right there. Draw the line of completion. It's always edging edging beer reviews. That's all. Uh, that's right. Get it close and then just back off. Get it close and then just back off. God damn it. Tantric beer reviews here on No Beer Left Behind. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just brush around around the topic the whole time it's good um well that's good so so a vice right not a traditional beer style yes actually very traditional very traditional vice beer like you're saying no but you're saying more and more breweries like craft breweries come out with vice beers i I oh no you traditional traditional and commercially available very different yeah i meant commercially available yeah no not very many breweries but not vice beers that's very cool. Definitely have to try some of that. Tis indeed. So what are you drinking this evening, Frank? Down in Austin? Well, so quick shout out to the brand new Growler Bar, I guess that's what you call them. Yes. In Buda, Texas here. What's it called? The Growler Express. <laughs> Sorry. Got to turn that down just a tad. Hold on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Growler Growler Express on Main Street. So um, they even have those branded growlers, which look pretty awesome. They sell them for a reasonable price. So the 32-ouncer is 5 bucks. The 64-ouncer is $7. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I got the Dogfish Syracusa Nera. Okay. And it is by the bartender's account, and I'm not 100% sure kind of how accurate this is, but I, I trust him. He's he's in the know. Um, this is a stout that's aged on Syrah barrels. Okay. So very delicious. Definitely highly recommend. It is high in alcohol, so it's 10%. I <clears throat> bought this 32-ouncer last night, and I probably still have about two-thirds of it left. It's just like a beast. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe drink this one in the store. <laughs> the whole 32 ounces in a store. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like a growler of it. Like, I, I can't finish enough of it to have it not go a little bit uh, degassed or, I guess, decarbonated. Yeah, flat. There you go. Um, but anyways, man, I mean, it's it's a very, very good beer. I highly, highly recommend it if you can have it. Or can find it. Um, the other one that I purchased, I got two. So, just back up a, a second. Your advice about doing thirty-two instead of sixty-four. Yeah, I love it. Right, uh, much better idea. Um, so, yeah. So get get a couple thirty-two ounces and fill those up because a you're gonna have to finish them within two to three days of buying them. So, unless you're like an absolute beast that's gonna be whatever eight beers in a 64 ouncer versus you know four in your 32 ounce beer so um <clears throat> i don't do 12 ounce or 16 ounce pours brian yeah i mean i along with the rest of our I, listeners were doing the math on why you were doing eight ounce pours I'm not, well, I mean, of this Naira, uh, Nira, I, I would hope you're not pouring yourself a, a pint glass. Of Bitch, this. I'm pouring 22 at a time. Let's do this. Let's get <laughs> weird with this shit. shit. I, uh, so, I, <laughs> I like, I, I like those six, those 32 ounce bottles. But next time you're up, remind me, and I'll um, I'll hook you up with a few of these 16 ounce swing top growlers that I have. And those, mm. if you can talk the if you can talk the growler bar into filling up one of those at a pint price. That Ooh. that is legit. There's a growler bar here in in actually Louisville, the colony, called Lone Star Taps and Caps, and they do 16 ounce growlers, but they also do they will fill 16 ounce flip top growler glass growlers. Ooh. That's where it's at, man, because it's super low priced. I mean, not more than eight ten bucks for like super limited beers, and I mean if you get the right people, they'll take care of you. They will take care of it. Yeah. So it's nice. Well, I like that. I mean, so, okay, just back up. I um, I think I'm, I must have misheard when I was at the Growler Express because when I read on Dogfish Head's website, they say they use Syrah grape um, Must? stewed fruits. Yeah. No, so they stew some fruits, plums, cherries, a couple of other fruits, and add the grape and then stew it. And then add that into the, I guess, final boil probably. And I I think those are just the flavors that are given off by the malt and the yeast. Because oh, okay, yeah, it's the stewed fruits from the Syrah grape. They add Syrah grapes to the to the beer, uh, not okay. not necessarily aged on Syrah barrels. 
So yeah, you, you could get you're gonna well, get all those flavors off of it. Not they were added to it because I can tell you from experience. Um, let's see what is it? Plums and cherries along with grapes added to a beer. You're gonna get a wild fuck fest of flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Just they don't play well together. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, I'll definitely say one of my favorite stouts. I recommend. I'm sorry, man. Your the, uh, the mic broke up. Is one of your favorite stouts from Dogfish Head? Is that what you said? Yeah, I recommend. I'm going to turn my my webcam off. Maybe that will help the situation here. Maybe that's better. Well, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Let me try this. Cause, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me, tell me more about Growler Express. How was uh, how is it set up? Is it set up where it's a to-go bar only, or can you stop in and grab a pint? No, best part about it, you can stop in, grab a pint. I think, um, kind of what I'd like to see, and we'll kind of see where where they take it. But hopefully, at some point, they'll have a couple of TVs for some games. Boy games, whatnot. Um, I could see a place like that being very popular on game day because it has so much beer. Right. Um, so, but beyond that, I mean, it's set up very appropriately for what they do, and it's very easy. Like, um, well, okay, so they did they did a thing which I haven't really seen at other places, right? So their taps <clears throat> have it- a nozzle fitting to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people fill growlers here in the Austin area with a simple pipe over the tap. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Is there a difference there? Like, do you capture more of the carbonation or it probably doing is, it the opposite way? Are you talking about uh, a tube that goes inside the faucet versus around the outside of the faucet? Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's a sanitization thing, and depending on depending on what faucets they have, if they have Perlick faucets, which are rear closing faucets. Um, Perlick makes an adapter that essentially put fits two O rings on an alumina or on a stainless steel uh, like nipple that goes inside yep. the faucet, and then it's got a tube fitted to the outside of it. So you just drop the tube in the growler, you fill up, and it basically fills from the bottom up. So it, it, it's six one way, half a dozen another. It is in the long run more sanitary to do fills that way because at the end okay. of the, you know, after every fill, you basically rinse it with, rinse the tube with water and then dump it in sanitize, sanitize solution and let it okay. do its work. So you have maybe a dozen, two dozen of those little tube extensions, which are a couple bucks a piece. And then, uh, you, you, you know, grab and go, uh, as the day progresses now, maybe once a month, those things get replaced, but you're just replacing the hosing, the, the tubing on it, which is since versus, yeah. you know, more. Uh, now there's some, there's a place here in, in, uh, Dallas that uses a Blickman beer gun, which for homebrewers that makes sense. But for normal normies out there, they have no idea what the hell beer gun is. Sounds great. But what it actually is, uh, is a proprietary filling method. <laughs> And it combines a flush of CO2 over the top of a of a quiescent fill, so a non-agitating so, fill over the top, you know, underneath a blanket of CO2. So here's a question, mm-hmm. right? CO2 
is heavier than oxygen. Right. So if if you take CO2, you blow out the canister, mm-hmm. and you fill it from the bottom, mm-hmm. you're getting the same effect. No, not necessarily. Because, yes, CO2 in a perfect environment where there is no changing air pressure, CO2 is heavier than air and would, air, yeah. then would blanket on the bottom of a vessel or the floor, whatever, you know, whatever the bottom of the container is. But the issue is with changing air pressures, CO2 wants to escape that vessel just like air does. So it starts getting pushed around by other liquid, other fluids, in this case beer, and you break that blanket so air starts to disrupt the the floor of CO2. Mm-hmm. Because you can't create a, a CO2 environment that stays CO2 heavy the entire time. The same thing we see in bottling lines and canning lines in production breweries in the you know point whatever seconds it is from the time a an empty canister gets blasted with CO2 and filled with liquid and then put you know in that small time your dissolved oxygen is or the the clock is ticking so it's not just not just the blanket of CO2 that protects the beer but it's how long it takes you to actually put the cap on that liquid <laughs> uh yeah. it's also getting flushed with oxygen or so air. On on the oxygen spoiling things <clears throat> train, um, here in Austin, Amazon is testing out this concept of like a treasure truck. It's sort of their daily deal thing. But we, we have one here have in to, Dallas. Okay, you have to drive to go get the stuff. Yes. Um, so the treasure t- truck here <clears throat> in Austin is normally they park it at Whole Foods locations throughout town, and. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, the bad thing about stouts is they make me very phlegmy. I don't know. Does that happen to you? No, can't say it does. Oh, it does for me. So uh, here in Austin, the treasure truck, uh, I've gotten two things from the treasure truck. <clears throat> the very first treasure truck um, was like a, a Breville panini press because we, we don't have a panini press. And I really like panini presses. <laughs> But was it, William, like I like was William Sonoma like, sold out whenever you went or how? Oh God damn it! <laughs> you just said I didn't have a panini press. Like you didn't have a door to the front of your house. Like, <laughs> I I didn't have a panini press. Like the monster that I was, so I had to go buy one. Sorry, I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll drop it. Go ahead. They they did give a sick discount, so it was a, it was one of those like can't say no, right? They charged thirty five dollars for the thing, so I was like, all right, it's a good brand. I like paninis. Let me do it. Plus, just the excitement of using the treasure truck the first time, right? You're like, oh, it's it's literally the ice um, cream truck for deals. It is. So so that was great. And then the other day, and I, I always check whenever I get the text message. I'm like, okay, what's the product today, right? Because sometimes it can be worth it. And the other day, it was worth it. So, have you heard of a uh, uh, a Corvina or a Carvina? Car- I can't say Carvina. that I have. So, it's this device where you can you essentially punch a needle into a cork in a wine bottle. Oh yeah! And then it extracts wine and pumps argon gas into the chamber. One of the few noble gases. One of the few noble gases, and as a result, preserves your wine 
in essentially as long as you'd like um, to finish that wine. So the 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 cool thing about it is if you do a lot of wine tastings like I do, you no longer have to throw away the bottle or give it away or finish it after you're done tasting it. You can actually just do the tasting with this device um, at at like retail outlets or whatever, um, and you don't have to worry about uh, throwing it away or if you have a really expensive bottle of wine and you only want to drink a bit of it, you want to you want to drink it and then shelve it for a year and then drink it again, you can do that with this. So it, it is awesome. Like, highly recommend it. And that was on the deal truck? Yeah, it was on the treasure truck. Treasure it, truck, that's normally, what it is. Yeah, normally the damn thing goes for about three hundred and fifty bucks because they have the patent on it, um, and they lowered it to a hundred and I want to say it's like one hundred and fifty or one hundred and sixty dollars. Which, again, if you're in wine, if you do a lot of wine tastings, that price makes sense. If you don't, I completely understand why it would be a nonsensical purchase. But I mean, it's if no. If you're the person. It's no panini press. Uh, it's no panini press, but it's it is no panini press. No, it's not an everyday item. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a twice a day or it's maybe once a day. Maybe. Brian, I've never eaten a cold sandwich after buying that, okay? So <laughs> Well, Lord blessed you with the panini press and I'd I'd like to imagine I'm like fifty dollars ahead on the panini press already. I bought that some bitch three weeks ago. Haven't had a cold sandwich since and <laughs> I mean, if you've ever just take just take I, I, anybody out there, okay? Take that sandwich, <laughs> that sandwich you're about to stuff in your face. Give it about three minutes each side on a nice hot griddle, right on the stove. Tell me that's not a better sandwich. Tell me that's not a better sandwich. I pose to you, it's better ten okay. times out of ten. All right, all right. <laughs> Well, I'm not. Gonna, I actually, I'm not going to disagree with you here. Hot sandwiches are good. Hot sandwiches are fantastic, especially like a hot sandwich. Okay, now think about this: a hot sandwich that you cool down, right? Like maybe you didn't eat the whole thing. You put it in the fridge. You eat it later. Woo, baby girl, that's had a one, good sandwich. I had one of those today at Panera. Right there. Had a had the Ooh. chipotle chicken avocado melt. <laughs> And uh, quite delicious, but it came out a little cold. But you know what? I didn't mind it. I did not mind it. Especially no. didn't, didn't mind the lady at the counter who gave me a free chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I thought she was giving you free other things. No, she still charged me like $14 for my goddamn sandwich salad combo. Yes, but, yep. See, you Panera. and your Panera thing. I, do, I go there because, one... I didn't want to eat the lunch that I took to lunch, to work today. And two, uh, everybody else in the office is going, and I have already eaten by myself once this week, and it's only Tuesday. So I didn't want to make it two <laughs> days in a row. <laughs> so, Brian, while you're railing against Panera... Uh, not I, railing. It it's was, good. It's expensive. It was two scorn years ago where you were railing against Pollo Tropical for a uh, superior product. Well, you know okay? what? I did I I believe I went back at about and that corrected. price point. No, it, no, point. it was below that price point. That's the issue. <laughs> I missed Pollo Tropical. I do. 
<laughs> I wish they hadn't grown too big for their britches and had to shut down ninety percent of their locations. <laughs> There's a there is a building that is clearly a Pollo Tropical that had been open for weeks before it closed. It is uh, it is so sad, so sad. It is that that food was so good. It needs to come back. <sighs> And then you see In-N-Out burgers everywhere, and you're like, man, that is an inferior product to Whataburger. Close down. Close down shop. <sighs> Ridiculous. Well, I mean, we can go well, on and on about Whataburger and the return of the the Buffalo Chicken Ranch sandwich. Ooh, we're not going we to. We're not going to. We're not going to, because the world already knows. We should just knows. announce it. No, the we world. I don't think we are going to do anything. They, The world knows. That's <laughs> um, uh, Beautiful sandwich. I've moved, um, I've moved over to my second beer because we had some technical difficulties to start the cast. Um, it is also from Georgia. It's from Roswell, Georgia. It's Gate City Brewing, Terminus. And uh, if I hold this beer up, what style would you say it is? Uh, I'm going to go with a black IPA or a stout. Okay. It is neither. It is <laughs> a, st- a style that I don't believe we've covered on this on this show Ah, hell, we maybe we maybe we did, but this is a Baltic porter, so essentially it has the same grain bill as a Russian Imperial Stout. However, it is lagered, so all those big roasty mm, ashtray flavors that you get out of a Russian Imperial Stout that are offset by some sweet esters put off by the yeast. This ain't got any. This thing is it's brazen. I'll say that <laughs> this thing is. Okay. Is a big beer. I mean, it's only seven percent, but because there's no, it's amazing what like soft uh, yeast esters will do to a beer to help balance it. But even just the smell of this beer is like a fresh, like a fresh crushed black malt. It smells great if you're into that, but I can guarantee there's a lot of people who ain't. <laughs> so, Gate City Brewing, thank you for brewing this. And I hope you, I hope, I hope people out in Georgia appreciate it because I damn sure do. This is great. <laughs> so, Brian, I mean, <laughs> kind of in going with our beer reviews, right? Like, we we've had, I'd say we've had a probably like a pretty good last couple of days, right? But I I personally think it's been a f- motherfucking roller coaster. Like the last. I don't know. Give it seventy-two hours. They've just been nuts, like just nuts, right? For what? From no, just just life in general, right? Oh yeah. So, like, drove all the way back from Dallas. Meanwhile, on my way back, I find out that like a bunch of journalists who have been posing as these ardent Trump, like anti-Trump, whatever I don't know, journalists came out and they're like. Well, you can't tell jokes about Sarah Sanders and da 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 da. So th- then that happens, right? And you're like, okay, that's a goddamn mess. Mm-hmm. Then you move on from that. Then today, ACL tickets come on sale, so that's awesome. Great okay. lineup, by the way. Similar, th- similar thread. I like it. it's very, very, very much A B. Well, two I'm, two I'm of the saying, same. I'm saying, like, it's a roller coaster, right? Okay. Like I'm like, oh, okay, Sarah Sanders, that was hilarious, right? You're like, okay, that's that's awesome. Someone finally owned the Trump team, and then all of a sudden, everybody comes out and they're like, oh, you can't do that, and you're like, well, we kind of did, did. About grabbing it... pussies and all that stuff, and you're like, well, okay, I feel like that's more insulting, but whatever, let's move on. Um, oh, and then it's not even to say Marco Rubio came out and he's like, the corporate tax cut didn't work. 
right? <laughs> okay, Marky. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks for voting for it. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. Yeah, it's like, well, in hindsight, that was a bad idea. Well, Mark, oh, all you had to do was read the newspaper magazine that is interviewing your dumbass right now, and they said it's not a good idea. Like, why all of a sudden do you go to The Economist? The Economist, why are they interviewing Marco Rubio? Right. Like, well, I think it was mainly because no one has seen Marco Rubio in so long that they were like, shit, there he is. We got to talk to him. No one else is. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, so The Economist is a great business model. Like, highly respected. I love The Economist. I love their journalism. And the only reason that they can be real is because it's all anonymous. They're, can you turn your microphone know. to face you instead of talking to the side of it? Yeah, sorry. Jesus Christ. Bad? Yes. Listen back uh, to that bit. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so people at the Economist are they, their journalists are all anonymous. Though there are Ooh. theories as to who writes for them. The Economist okay. is all anonymous. I like huh? it. Is that their tagline? No, the Economist. <laughs> That's right. We're all anonymous. But it's widely known. Like there, there are a couple of people in there that write like editorials. Their board is known, um, but the actual journalists are not known. So. Um, it's it's great because people can actually say like what they think without consequence. So a lot of a lot of famous people and, and powerful people will write op eds in the Economist, and and it's good. Um, anyway, so some some dude out there or lady out there decided they're going to ask Marco Rubio about this corporate tax cut. Total mess, right? Total mess. Guy comes out. Uh, you know, it didn't work. Okay, okay. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Then today, not e- hours ago. Apple announces earnings, $100 billion worth of share buybacks. Who could have seen that coming, right? Hmm. Who could have, yeah. It's like the Union Pacific never, never misses a stop for a tax cut. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, yep, detour for this tax cut right here. Let's stop at the old shareholder buyback program. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so then ACL goes on sale. Real excited. Got my tickets. Everything's good. Then we find out the letter the president wrote is is not real. He wrote it. He's Wait, not in great health. What letter are you talking about? About his health. He wrote it. The president wrote his own letter of health? Uh-huh. He wrote and dictated the whole thing. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that sounds like something I would do if I were trying to tell people that I weighed 239 and a half pounds. You, it's also the, the, the you, hyperbole, right? No, 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 not the, not the 239 pounds. Is your wife it's looking the, for Marmite right now? She might be looking for Marmite. She was looking, at, she was looking at the Marmite. She was not looking for Marmite. Oh, okay, um, making sure. No, but the, the hyperbole in the letter is what gets to me, right? It's like the greatest ever, ever, individual ever, period, End of story. <laughs> Never has there ever been anybody no diseases qualified in the history. Let it be known in the planetary history of our civilization, of the universe ever, has been better and more healthy, meaning more healthy, the most healthy, nay, by far, nay. <laughs> impeccable health, gold standard of health. If there was a health test, he would get an A plus on he it. He wrote the health test. That's yeah, Mister Trump, the specimen of a human being <laughs> who I don't think can walk up ten steps without getting out of breath. Him and Kim Jong Un are 
I swear, I just, I'm sorry, like, I hit the wrong button. That works too. <laughs> I swear they are on the same level of health, right? Like Kim Jong Un was out of breath, walking up some steps. I feel like him and Trump meeting. Let it be like meet in the Great Plains, I don't, somewhere where you have no steps. <laughs> There's no elevation change. There's absolutely no elevation change. Meet at sea level somewhere on a beach, and you just walk across the beach to each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so you have literally zero cardiovascular strength needed here, because these two might pass out <laughs> before they... Oh my god, you could not imagine. They had us meet on the Great Wall. Who are these people? <laughs> well, that's in China, so I don't think they're going to meet there. But anyway, yes, I understand what you mean. The, I, I mean, I can't really talk. I... Uh, have been testing my heart rate lately, and it's high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not out of breath walking up some steps, though, so I got that going for me. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you can learn a lot from your heart rate. You can. Yeah, you can also learn a lot about your stress level by your heart rate too. It's great. You can. You can. Yeah. Well, your resting heart rate for a a healthy adult. Should be somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty to eighty. Yep. Um, based on fitness level. I mean, I being the like you know embodiment of fitness. When they when they <laughs> when when they carved out David, they had me in mind. And, they did. Uh, yeah. Today, the old resting heart rate was at a was at a cool seventy three. Till I got Ooh. off the phone this afternoon about three o'clock, my resting heart rate was at a, a bubbling ninety four. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, cool. I think it's time for Brian to go the fuck home. This is done for the day. Anyway, well, yeah. So I don't know if it, it. This week has felt like a roller coaster, and we're not even two days in. It's oh, it's absurd. Uh, yeah, absurd. I think it's absurd what what uh, what people focus their time on. The talking about the White House Correspondence Center is one of those things that annoys me that people are focusing on it. Oh, yeah. When the president is doing presidential rallies three years before the next presidential election, two years before the next presidential election, and uh, on the same night, and no one seems to give a fuck. Like, no one seems to see issue with that. He took for an hour and a half. Like, what? why? What are you doing? What, what the fuck are we doing here? Don't you have something better to do? Anything better to do? You don't? Nope. So let's start a fucking Hillary lock her up chant because it's one of the greatest hits. We'll get them to play that. And then... Uh, Brian, Did no you hear bell. them? No yes. Bell. Thank you. No bell. They started chanting no bell, which well, I, when I read that, I was like, well, what do you mean? Why were they? Are they anti-Philadelphia? Or what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what does a bell have shit to... Oh... Oh, they're suggesting that he wins a <laughs> Nobel Prize in something. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, well, okay, so what's what's hilarious about the whole Nobel thing, right, is like these same people are the ones who, when Obama won it, granted, he won it for nothing. But and he even said that he won out. it for nothing and said, like gave the acceptance, the, the worst acceptance speech that anyone could ever get. Like, or that anyone yeah, could ever it's give. Like, it's like, why am I here? <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't matter. Whatever. I, like, I don't, I don't really care. But I do find it hilarious that those same people are now like, give him a Nobel Peace Prize for 
don't really Something. know. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure what he did, but whatever. I, I don't care. That's whatever. Oh, <laughs> Do whatever you want. Fuck it. What's up is down. What's down is up. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I, I don't even care anymore. Put a couple more second, out. Put a couple more Second Amendment stickers on your car, and let's keep going. I saw a car so, that, that there's a there's a saying in in the car world that for every for every aftermarket bumper sticker you have on your back window, that's that's five horsepower under the hood. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to think that there is an equivalent uh, to Second Amendment and right wing bumper stickers. So for every <laughs> For every, you know, just blatant Republican or conservative uh, bumper sticker you have in your car, that's at least two dozen IQ points lost. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, two dozen might be steep, but I'm going to be honest. The way this dude was driving today is pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. You know, I, I've got, yeah, I've got no... I, it's It's so hard, right? Because it's like... Why is Trump president? That sucks. <laughs> and you you don't want to you don't want to group people into like oh you're a conservative so you voted for him because you know that's also not true right. But damn it, you guys get this man in office one more time and you all are just <laughs> horrible people. Like why he has proven himself to be exactly zero percent competent. Everybody thought maybe we get thirty, maybe forty. And if we're lucky, like half half of the time, he will be a competent human being to hold that office. But we're getting zero. Uh, we're getting about ten percent. Hey, he didn't push a kid down a flight of stairs yet at the Easter, like the Easter roll. So, but he but, did. He but, did shove he a prime that up with a good like. Hey, the Special Olympics are really tough to watch, people. Yeah, and They're pushing really a, hard. pushing a prime minister out of the way to get the front of a photo op. Not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad the gold medalist for the uh, 100 meter wheelchair race isn't here today because he'd be really difficult to shake hands with. Yeah, he I'd couldn't like, even stand I, up. I had to watch you. Yeah. I had to watch you roll across that line, and I thought you were cheating. I was like, man, that's cheating. <laughs> so, did uh, so I heard a conversation today that pissed me off, and I, I like I was quiet while you were going off on your rant earlier because I was trying to remember the fucking point that I had on my way home. And I remembered it when you were talking about people who voted for Donald Trump. And I thought to myself, I hear a lot of people discussing that uh, 10% of two-time Obama voters who did who then voted for Trump in 2016. And then I thought to myself, like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, because then the, the, the rest of the conversation was, uh, it was based on race, the, the, the 10% that flipped. Uh, it was the racist awakening that Donald Trump has let in. And the argument against that was, do you really think that the people who voted for Barack Obama were were closet racist and they wanted to show how not racist they were? And like that's the, the layman's look at that 10% flip. But the reality is probably that that racist awakening was probably... <laughs> Uh, two things. Uh, one, the the, Ob- the two-time Obama voter who did not go vote in 2016, and that being offset greatly and even more so uh, by the people who have not voted in the last like 10 years but saw Donald Trump getting up and speaking and hitting on some highlights and some greatest hits that they like to call uh, white power, the white power ballads. And they were like, oh, shit, yeah. Kitchen talk. Kitchen talk, yeah. Yeah. Down room table talk on a Sunday afternoon. 
uh, he hit on those, and they were like, fuck yeah, I'll vote for this, dude. They went in and voted for Donald Trump. They haven't voted in so long that their, like, they, their statistic is not even in the, in, the, in the chart to look at to see where, where their vote has been in the last two presidential elections. And like, I feel like that, that, that explanation of that giant swing is far more plausible than the other of Obama voters just didn't vote and there's nothing to do with race in Donald Trump's uh, Donald Trump being elected. But but hold on. So so I I, I understand where like the the point comes from, but I think there is one sort of like glaring gap in that assessment and that gap lies with 80,000 people across four states that flipped the electoral college in his favor. Right. So, so and, and I want to make sure that, that people who say that are aware that it's not necessarily 80,000 people who literally vote. Like they didn't tally up the 80,000 people who voted twice for Obama, who then voted for Donald Trump. I'm talking about those no. 80,000 people could be made up of uh, maybe 40,000 people who did not vote at all in the, in this bit. election yeah. and were offset by the, 40,000 people who were like, fuck yeah, we'll get this dude in office. <laughs> like, Or the 60,000 people who came out to vote across those four states who have not voted in the last 10 years because they're goddamn recluses and literally saw no one on the ballot who stood up for my rights. But when Donald Trump yeah. stands up and fucking gets a, a double gold star rating from the NRA, gets them to back, like, be his like, biggest, one of his biggest donors... And then go off and say some racist shit on the regular about how black people have nothing to lose. Why not vote for him? Like, that's some fucked I mean, up I, shit. I, got, I, I, I don't disagree with the sort of the assumption that there was a part of the voting populace that uh, were driven to vote for Trump because of his race baiting. Yes. I agree with that. But where I disagree is that... Um, and and where I find it difficult is that is still a small minority of the people that voted for Trump. Um, I think there's something to be said for oh, don't don't get voting. Don't get it confused. I'm not saying that's the majority of people. I'm just saying it's possible that those forty thousand votes that we're looking at across or eighty thousand across those four states, dude. There's backwoods in every state that you look at. But but. I think it's 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 more the people who are more at fault are the ones who don't hold those views and blatantly voted for him based on um, a commitment to party that wasn't it's not founded in hate it's just founded in it's, it's um, and then I'd say even more to fault are the individuals who voted for Obama, voted a Democrat, and then decided not to show up in one of the most important elections of our time. Like, all, all, obviously, yes, also that. I've, I, fault them, I fault them almost the most. Um, and the, the group that you have to throw in naturally with those who decided not to vote is the group of Bernie voters um, and the group of Gary Johnson voters and, like, <clears throat> the people who sw who flipped to Gary Johnson and Jill Stein at the end, or your write-in Harambe um, voters. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's just yeah. If if you're gonna write in Ross Perot, go fuck yourself. Like right. that is that is not. 
And and the people do that so they have an out. So they go, oh, but I didn't vote for anything. And you're like, okay, so then why did you vote, right? Like, why did you vote? So I don't know. I mean, I think that's sort of my take on it. I I I I primarily blame the non-turnout voters on the Democratic side and the um, Sanders flippers on the um, Democratic side. I, I blame them first because we knew the race baiting people were coming. Like that that's not a surprise. Right. Right. Like anything short of saying the N word on stage, Trump did. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's not there's there's no surprise in the like. And if you still felt it not important to go vote against that man, even if you didn't support Hillary, then I I don't know what it was going to take. So I I would take I would take the, the priority as like those people probably third. Right. The race baited people. They were going to be there anyways. Right. Um, but I would like first and second to me are those two two voting groups that just uh, abandoned their right to vote or their right to vote against um, this fear mongering asshat that we currently have as our president. Like that. You think that's going to be on the back of his football jersey? USA number 45, yeah, last name fear mongering asshat across his shoulders. I hope so. <laughs> Well, do you think first name fear mongering, last name asshat, or is it first name fear, last name mongering asshat? Oh, I think split. That? I think fear monger is his first last name, and then he hyphenated because he got married to an asshat uh, <laughs> of a party. And I think that's how it really boils down. It's a hyphenated last name, fear mongering asshat. Okay. And actually, he has he does have a brother, so uh, his new secretary of state will have to be S dot fearmongering yeah. asset when Sean Hannity fearmongering asset comes in to be his new like secretary of state got it whatever I uh, can't I can't wait whatever uh, fucking cabinet position he gets appointed just uh, just because of uh qualifications alone his dick riding <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much the only qualification he has did you say so, dick riding um, so his new first name would be his dick riding fearmongering asset <laughs> yeah Number one. Number one. A plus. The best ever. <laughs> Standards are written as a result of his dick riding Sean Hannity. These are all middle um, names. <laughs> yeah, these are all middle names. So so uh we we had a special guest join us tonight. Oh. Just now. Did you get a tan Parker? I feel like you did you get stuck at like outside working in the yard without sunscreen? No, I uh, I went golfing on Sunday, so oh, got me nice. That's where four and a half little, hours. A little red face. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know how uh, special of a guest I am. I'm just that guy that's always oh, late to know. the party. Nowadays, that's pretty special. It is. You know, you 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 actually have nothing to worry about. We took about thirty minutes to figure out why Brian couldn't hear me, and I I could hear him. Or no, vice versa. Vice versa. It actually ended up switching at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it turned. No. Out initially, that... you can. Initially, you couldn't hear me, and I could hear you, and then it flipped. It was very weird. Yeah. It turns out that Google <laughs> muted me. Um, I think probably for the better, but we still figured it out and recorded on. <laughs> oh, very well. <laughs> yep. So, how are so you let's... doing this evening? What are you up to? What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm good. Just. uh you know, 
living the dream. Uh, I am drinking a beer by uh, Stone. Never had this. It's called the Ripper. Yep. Um, yeah, really good beer. San Diego San Diego Pale Ale is what they call it. I guess that's just. I mean, it's a it's a West Coast pale, so they just put a little San Diego spin on it. Um, I believe that beer's good, got uh, grapefruit in it, or is it just yeah. um, flavors off the hops? I can't remember. No, it's. I mean, it's got good flavors. It's like a dry, hoppy um, taste, but yeah, it's got grapefruit in it. You can definitely taste the grapefruit coming through. But they're not. It's not overpowering. You know my my opinion on real fruity beers. Like the plug your ears, Brian. Line and Google's. Um, I can't do that, but this is coming through real nice. I could definitely drink all six of these uh, and and have no problem, no headache or heartburn from uh like i do with other beers with all the fruit going on yeah uh yeah man good beer good beer uh there's a little uh, movie theater that i go to here in denton and they used to have stone on draft stone ripper on draft every time we went and oh daddy i would give me a big 20 ounce pour of that and then go back for a refill halfway through the movie it made for a great experience <laughs> nice. Was uh, was this at one of those adult stores? No, this is at the no, 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 no. It was an actual movie theater where theater, like where where wasn't cinema. Just you in a booth? Movie, no, I wasn't just drinking and 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 then when I ran out of the cup, they told me to suck it through the straw that came through the wall. No, they. It was an actual movie theater where where, where, where real movies were shown. Oh, look at this hole in the wall. There must be a tap here, usually. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to get all the sea monkeys out of this homeless guy in the, in the alley. He made me suck the sea monkeys through this tube. Oh, good stuff. It was a fantastic South yeah, Park episode. So, uh, apparently, I mean, how long is... How long has this Ripper been in Stone's portfolio? Is this like a, a long-standing it's thing been with them? Well over a year. <laughs> well over a year. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't feel that bad. I mean, hell, uh, I Stone's Stone. only been in the state for uh, what about a year? About a year. Yeah, a little over a year. So, but yeah. So it's it's. I mean, y'all still still new to this. Yeah, yeah. They've got about eight different beers. I, I by my guesstimate on the shelf tonight. Um, I, and I've had a few of them, so I'm making my way. They didn't have the uh, beer that was in my like hometown liquor store back in Oklahoma, did they? Uh, Stone Enjoy by ten thirty one seventeen. No, okay, no, good they deal. Didn't. Well, that's good. You, uh, you got a quality liquor store in your hands, then enjoy that. Yeah, I had to fight uh, the urge to get their Stone Delicious IPA. Um. Do you? I heard you talking about that one time, and I don't know why I didn't bring this up. But do you know anything about that beer? Uh, no, not next to. I enjoyed it, and I almost defaulted back to it today uh, when purchasing. But uh, no, I, I mean, I, I just remember being pleased with it, and and that may still have been part of the uh, the new hadn't worn off, and I'm still like, oh, I'm getting a beer that has previously been unaccessible in the state of Oklahoma and I'm just going to drink you know, a lot of it. Um, it. To be honest, I mean, it's been 
uh, several months since I've had a six pack of it. So what what are you gonna are you gonna tell me? It's brewed with the finest yeast strain in the whole world, or something? Or <laughs> no, it, it's actually uh, pretty rare because it's a gluten reduced beer. Okay, uh, which means that it falls under the like five part per million uh, standard or whatever the hell it is for uh, gluten free products. It is not gluten free, but is gluten reduced, so it still has gluten in it. But uh, it's still a really, really good beer, and it's also seven percent alcohol or seven point seven percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah. It's so up there. was did they just stumble into that, or was that no, by it's, design? It's by design. So uh, Stone and New Belgium both created uh, gluten reduced beers about the exact same time, and. Uh, both of them use this deal. I want to say it's called Clarifirm. Basically, during it's an additive that you put in the beer right before fermentation starts. And it just basically, um, for lack of science knowledge on the subject, it gloms onto the gluten and drags it out of the beer before it goes into packaging. So uh, basically, it acts as like a little uh, filter additive, uh, but it at a with using chemistry. So at a molecular a molecular level, it filters oh, out the gluten. Cool. It's it's so, dope as hell. Do they push that? I mean, is that like their their selling point? Hey, gluten free. So gluten reduced. A lot of a lot of breweries will not push that as a big selling point because to most beer drinkers, they don't give a shit. But to people right. with like. Uh, who are on the verge of celiac disease or who want to watch their gluten intake in general, it's kind of key. And I know that they advertise it along some like health in the uh, like health food stores and in the like uh, uh, CrossFit bro world. I know that's a <laughs> thing uh, where they talk about like what what you can indulge yourself in. And I know Stone Delicious IPA and the new Belgium gluteny series come up, man, they're, uh, they're onto something there because I mean, they say word of mouth is the best business, right? Well, yep. word of mouth and the CrossFit business. I mean, yeah, I mean, people don't stop talking about CrossFit. So an atheist, a vegan and a CrossFitter walk into the bar. How did you know? Uh, cause he told me like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 a bastardization of a joke, but that's what happens. It's <laughs> uh, good, Brian. I yeah. liked it though, Frank. Yeah. You just you'd be nice to Brian. No, I uh, try. <clears throat> anyway, so what, uh, Parker? You've uh, you've been golfing a little bit. I have. Stro- yeah. Getting that's getting strokes in. Yeah, had to uh, knock the dust off the old clubs. This was my first time out of the gate this year. Um, it's funny how having two kids will do that to you. I I used to play oh, every weekend, um, and now I play, man, I'm doing good if I hit it quarterly. <laughs> well, you already so. you missed the first quarter, so you've got another round in your Q2. That's so right. Got that to look forward to. Tell the wife that. Yeah, I missed my quota on the first one. i got to make up. <laughs> Got to go back out. Meanwhile, you're you're out there limping because you played golf last weekend. You can't. <laughs> you don't have it in you anymore, dude. I don't have a lot in me anymore. I went and rode go karts at a, a coworker's fortieth birthday party recently, and man, the next day I felt like I got my ass kicked. 
<laughs> Are you going to negotiate with Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un? <laughs> Yeah, Frank, that's a good callback right there. I'm proud of that. One. <laughs> that is, that is. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I guess I didn't get that one. But no, but it, you'll laugh. Listen back. It's it's funny. You'll okay. laugh. I mean, All you right. probably right. won't, but you'll at least get it. Anyway, so yeah, I'm old. That's what I was driving at. <laughs> I uh, I walked around on Saturday and Sunday, and I wore the wrong shoes while walking. And uh, oh no, uh, big mistake! Uh, my I have a blister that runs from my heel to the balls of my toes, on the inside <laughs> of my arch. And uh, let me tell you right now, it fucking hurts. Uh, and I've had to change the way I walk, so now my ass muscles hurt. So it really is not a good look for Brian at the moment. And I refuse to not walk every night because I set a little goal for myself. So I'm out walking in the rain tonight, limping. Like, I'm sure people saw me as they were driving by, and they were just like, oh, look at that special guy out there walking. Good for him. God bless his heart. <laughs> like, he's, wa- he's walking home from his part-time job at Arby's. <laughs> it's not a good look. Not a good look for Brian. Getting old sucks. Don't stay. Don't get out of shape. If you're listening to me right now, and you're like, man, should I not go to the gym today? Yeah, fucking go to the gym. Because when you don't for, say, I don't know, 36 months, it really comes back to bite you in the ass. So just... Listen listen to advice that's given to you by elders. Anyway. Word. Fuck, getting old sucks. Oh, Brian. Yes, yeah. Frank. On a much lighter note, something that I need to address that I totally forgot. Thank you, yes. It is May 1st. Yes. It is May 1st. So May Day, National Workers' Rights Day. Okay. Let's get on that train. Additionally, what? Um, what? Barks, barks huh? for Beers starts today in austin okay i we, there's a lot to unpack here okay tell me about barks for right. beers first first and then we'll go to national worker rights day okay? obviously so, yes. barks for beers <laughs> barks for beers is a uh program down here it in, it's <laughs> okay barks, barks root beer accurate. barks root beer gets together every year and they build shelters for homeless people <laughs> am i right <laughs> Uh, what it is, right. okay. Brian, Tell me, is you go out in your yard and take a little <laughs> machete and you chop off some pieces of bark off your tree and you take it to your local brewery and they give you a beer. Okay, cool. Well, what about what about you go to any local brewery and you bark at them until they give you a free beer? <laughs> <laughs> This this all makes sense. Any of those could be possible answers. Frank, tell us who's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you nailed it. All of it. It's a combination of all of those activities. Good. Oh, the special um, guy's barking no. at us again. <laughs> it's the guy who's special. He People really, first, please. Come on. <laughs> He, he paid us $30 for the right to have us bark at him mm. for the entire month. It's good. Mm. Um, so, no. <laughs> so, what Barks for Beers is, is uh, the local uh, breweries here in Austin team up. I think there's 25 of them that you can pay, you pay $30 for a pint glass, and that gets you a free pint of beer at all 25 breweries. Um, but the, the profits go to the Humane Society, like Austin Shelters or something. Um, and it's it's for a good cause. So you can take your dogs. It's all dog friendly. Um, they have adoption, uh, okay. local adoption events 
at each of these breweries on Saturdays. Are the, the dogs uh, allowed really to drink? Thing. The dogs are not allowed to drink. Um, but it's it's just a good thing. Like it's it's a really cool event. One of the more unique ones that I've seen planned, and Two Wheel is participating this year, so uh, we should be doing that again this year. Okay, so is there going to be a live performance by Sarah McLaughlin? No, (laughs) but they will be showing that video nonstop with sound. What about from the Baja Men? Will they be performing this year at Budapest? (laughs) Yeah, but they only do... That's all. They don't even sing the words. They just bark to let the dogs out. That makes sense. I have no further questions. (laughs) Man, okay. Well, that sounds like a cool event. Uh, It sounds like more people probably just go to get ass-housed than any adoptions. Um, They show up with their dogs. and then Like the homeless people save their money all year for Barks for Beers event. (laughs) I can get 25 pints. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> not on one day though and if you're homeless unless you're taking the bus yeah those breweries are spread out two of these in a day like they're oh, spread out. okay 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 <laughs> i thought they all came together underneath no. one circus tent type of oh jesus uh, no you venue. can all... yeah Could you imagine though that'd be pretty epic you that'd be bar- well, turn into beer dude what if we do <laughs> that what i was thinking dude you get 25 16 ounce glasses of beer you are dude, gonna be what if we did that pull your phone out <laughs> we do we do we should do that call it barktoberfest get a big ass tent and we just serve serve like 20 you know whatever liter pints or whatever the fuck it is liter liter jugs Every, it's for the entire month it's under one tent hell yeah you can buy as many tickets as you want to fuck it's 30 dollars a time and we actually we rename it we just call it death <laughs> yeah we're gonna have so many lawsuits <laughs> I don't see any problems with this, guys. We'll get the crack. Actually, we house it in. We house it in the Seton Hospital parking lot. Like, (laughs) just get it. Yeah, we're pretty much just we're intake for ER. (laughs) (laughs) We we get tired of all the police officers having to drag people out of bushes, and uh, we just figured we just uh, go to one place. You know, just keep them contained. I, I think we call it death's doorstep, right in the hospital parking lot. Then <laughs> you, we, you, we just have gurneys available to wheel you, you on over. You tell them, the like, ER. we do it for 30 days. That way everybody doesn't show. That way we don't have crowds, you know? You don't have, like, a one-day crowd. You just have it spread out over 30 days because that's how that works. And you we know. can prep the hospital for any incoming. Yeah, we don't want to overflow them. We don't want to rush them. You know, kind of sounds really similar to Oktoberfest, except... Oktoberfest, you have to go to a uh, payday advance place to freaking be able to afford to get drunk at those. Parker, we'll get there, okay? This is year one of Barktoberfest, all right? Just give us to like year three, and we'll get an Eventbrite calendar set up, and you guys will just get raked over the coals. It'll be great. Listen, it's first off, it's Death's Doorstep. Second... That's I don't um, I don't feel like that name's gonna sell, Frank. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it's it doesn't have the marketing to, okay, power. I mean, okay, fine. We we'll get it past we'll get it past marketing. I'll Our, tell you the crack legal team at Nobody Left Behind is not gonna let that pass. Well, well, you know, I I feel as though you guys should really open your minds up. We're gonna call it Death's Doorstep, and then we will have the payday loan companies on site, cash and checks. So. Pay, you, can get you, your, so you can get your payday advance. Out, right? It's $30 a day. 
It's thirty dollars. Oh, oh a day. no, no, no. So, that's year one. Once we get to year three, that shit triples. It's at least ninety bucks a day. Because the dogs uh, need food, okay? No. And that's where Sarah McLaughlin comes in. And no, that's where they don't we need food. They're already amazing. Guys, 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 guys. The dogs need food. Sarah McLaughlin comes in and we get fucking paid. Because the dogs are still only getting thirty bucks of that ninety, okay? But the sixty from each one of those come back to us. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Feeling me? I like that. All right. I like that. I mean, we'll obviously edit yeah, this part out that. of the episode, but yeah, you guys know what's up. We call that we call that cash flow. I call it capitalism, right? Frank. <laughs> well, I remember a little festival that I used to go to by the name of Afropunk that used to accept canned food donations for entry. How's and that working like out? Ninety-five dollars for one day. Thanks, Brooklyn. <laughs> really appreciate that. Yeah, you motherfuckers. I was getting on that money money train. You just don't see the end of it. Guys. God. They make money moves. Okay? They don't dance some more. They make fucking money yeah. moves. Hey, They'll probably already be... Festivals, music fest, beer fest, uh, the culmination of the two. Um, the, what, fourth, fifth annual um, Hanson Brothers thing yeah. uh, in Tulsa? Fucking eight. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Fuck hops. Hop jam. Hop jam. Or, hop jam. Good job. Yep. People that don't even live here. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I haven't been yet. Uh, I'm waiting until the fifth year. There you go. I'll make sure that I've got all the bugs worked out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's coming up. And I, I need to hit up old Villanova and T-Roy and see if we can get that happening this year. Maybe. Live on on scene reporting with our NBLB shirts on. Um, I'm not sure when Hob Jam. I'm th- I think it's like it's, uh, next weekend or weekend after next. Yeah, it's in the next couple of weeks. But you know, my big hold up on it is is that it's a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, like, it fucking sucks. Come Why on. do they do that shit? I don't. I don't know. I I don't. May nineteenth. May nineteenth. Okay. What? Come on. Who? I don't know. Do it on a Saturday. That's all I'm saying. Wait, Hanson Bros. May 19th is a Saturday. That can't be right. That's got to be last year's. May 20th, 2018. What the fuck? God damn it. Internet. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What the, the fuck? Sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm very sorry. Sunday uh, beer festival. And it's like five hours, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Four hours or something. It's kind of like, I mean, it's cool. You know, a lot of the local breweries, uh, are represented there, and I want to go for that fact. Uh, and but pff, I don't know. I'm not trying to come home at 5 p.m. on a Sunday just hammered. Well, you don't want Willem's to. Go, Willem's going. It's he does it for his anniversary, so you should definitely go. Yeah, Willem goes yeah, on his anniversary. I want to be the third will. <laughs> Willem, no! Willem goes. Willem goes for his anniversary, and it's Willem. It Willem. Like there's a difference in the in the in the life that I lead versus the life that Villem leads. He goes out on a Tuesday night. I get home early so I can cook bolognese. Villem yeah. <laughs> Villem has fun in the weekdays. I uh, complain true. about my back hurting at six o'clock in the evening as I wind down for the night. Mm-hmm. 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 I troubleshoot. Sounds like you're not. Uh, I, I troubleshoot electronic equipment for forty minutes before we start recording. 
Willem's hurling into a toilet somewhere right now. Blame Bocce Ball. With a bunch of furries. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about mahogany for no apparent reason. Well, okay, um, so while you all discussing are... Discussing the merits of an eight-team national championship football college playoff... Uh, I've got nothing. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so I guess we'll go to Hop Jam, and I'll just try to refrain. I'll hold back. I'll pull in the reins a little bit, not get hammered on a Sunday afternoon. Good luck. You should go to Hop Jam. Hop Jam's yeah. a lot of fun. Have you been? Oh, yeah. You went I'm, with your parentals one year, didn't you? I did not go, but no. I have I have heard great – I had to drive back that day, but oh. – Heard good things, and I mean it's a beer festival. Beer festivals are always a good time, except if you go mm. when R. Kelly's performing or whatever. When when Bryant went, Bryant hated that beer festival. He was I not a fan of. I it. didn't have a. I don't think I had a bad beer festival event. Oh, you know what? I did. It wasn't a good. It wasn't good. I will say that <laughs> it was wasn't he playing bad. trapped in a closet. No, it wasn't R. Kelly either. It was fucking Tone Loke and Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> big boy that's the one and big boy yeah. was great by the way big boy was great however yeah. they had stopped pouring beer by the time big boy got on stage so and if i'm oh. so while well, the inverse of everything uh big boy got on stage at nine o'clock or nine thirty, and they had stopped pouring beer on a saturday night like what the fuck are we doing here folks like i'm trying to i'm trying to make the most out of my saturday night i got a sitter and everything sh- yeah, what kind of shit is that man it's not like the seventh inning thing at baseball games right Right, they were like, "Oh, big boy gets on stage." The last song is over. Big boy's on stage. Folks are going to get rowdy. We better cut them off quick. Are you kidding me? It's, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But I'm sure Hop Jam will be great. I've heard good things about it. Plus, there's going to be there's going to be a ton of uh, a ton of cute guys there. Uh, no, That's I'm sorry. I was, I was looking at Brewers, but <laughs> Noble Ray from uh, Dallas is going to be up there. That's really pretty cool. And Sam Calgioni from Dogfish Head. Hold the fuck up. Oh, dude, Dogfish Head, dis- well, it's not technically their fault. Maybe it kind of is, but uh, I saw some Namaste uh, white wit beer, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and it was an October 17 uh, on the shelf tonight. No, November 17. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's six months old, bro. Yeah. Well, and it was front and center too. We're currently getting spammed by our own fucking what? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just something you got to see. Just something you got to see. Well, Frank, so, it doesn't it's not sending me to a page. It should send you to it's a tweet. A broken link. Oh, it yeah. says broken link. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me find Anytime a new one. You send those um, Twitter things. I can't cool. follow them anyways cuz I don't have Twitter. Well, that and I think Frank is sh- like not sharing the correct thing. Anyway, we'll it'll be it fun. Well, no. please, you didn't try like try to be comically overposting it as it is. So, really appreciate well, it. Still fucked up. We're talking about the guy that used to send the text bombs that would send you like five hundred text messages. You should have your phone just started smoking. You should have seen the look on his face when he did that shit to me one day. And I go, you know, I get charged for every text message. And he was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, it was real funny until you cost me $10 on my fucking phone bill. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. And it still doesn't the work. The worst right. team. Well, hey, do you guys remember? One of. 
Hey, listen to how cool this was. I mean, you weren't shit if you didn't have this, all right? Let's uh, let's rewind about mm, 15 years. The year is 2003. Do you remember whenever you could have you could select a snippet of a popular song to play in lieu of the ringing tone on the other end of the phone? Yes, so you used to do that call, all the time. Yeah, I call Frank and he's got some Nickelback playing, and you know, and then he just answers. And oh, absolutely not wrong. accurate. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you are you talking about the the ring back tone or the ring tone? Yeah. So your phone would play a ring tone. The ring back. The ring the back. Ring Instead of it, yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. Lame. Oh, dude, that was the mad note. I mean, if you weren't paying that extra <laughs> seventy nine cents a month uh, for that ring back. I mean, you weren't shit. And then you, you know, okay, you gotta change I, it up too. You gotta keep it fresh because it's not like, oh man, Frank, you've had Nickelback on there for the last seven God months, man. Damn change it, it you motherfucker! Change it up. You were sure. the one who had Nickelback with you arms had- wide open by Creed. That's gonna be the shit. Let me get here. Let me hear that, dude. I'm definitely gonna get laid based on this song choice. We're the arms wide open. I hope he picks up soon. <laughs> Under all the sunlight. Well, now I'm kind of lacking the song. And then by the time you pick up, you're both singing along with a fucking song. It's this shit. I love Creed. And Sorry. then you're kind of disappointed that they picked up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hang back up, bitch. I love that song. Go back and it plays <laughs> beginning again. I was almost to the point where Scott Stapp took off his hot black leather pants. And f- passed out into a microphone because he was pissed drunk. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, really sorry. I, was, I don't it. know what made me think of that, but that's a throwback right there. Do y'all have ringtones on your phone currently? Like when your phone rings? Na- Do- no. Fuck no. me. No. I got made fun of the other day because I have the Killmonger theme as my ringtone. Well, I don't know what that is, but. From Black Panther. Lame. Lame. I just got a stock. So, did, did y'all Whatever. see that? Did y'all see the link that I sent? Yeah, no. I know, it's some a pitcher who's pissed off. No, did you see he punched himself in the face? Like hardcore punched himself in the face? I mean, who hasn't done that? <laughs> like, pissed off. Oh yes, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, average. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm the I'm the idiot over here. <laughs> he literally. Ah, yeah. uh, he moved with it. He, he needs to calm down. He decked himself right in the chin. Uh. The slow motion was better. The other angle. Anyways. All right. Chris I'm, Giles, you beautiful person. I mean, he's pretty Ken pissed Giles. off. He's, he's all right. right in the face. I mean, anytime you see someone punch themselves in the face, they're not going to... Unless they knock themselves out, which does happen in uh, fights, that's pretty fun. That's pretty dope. When, the punch, like, when someone's throwing an uppercut and uh, they throw full strength and the person is not there... <laughs> and they, they just, just hit themselves right in the forehead. Hit them, no, right under the chin, and they just go out. Those are Ugh. fun. Those are real fun. Uh, but yeah, no, that dude. I mean, he's turning with it. He's just an angry man. I don't know. What the? Okay. Fuck your link, Frank. Yeah, I know. It's a little disturbing. <laughs> you still have to click through a redirect link, and I don't. I don't yeah. know how hard it is to copy a fucking a URL, but I. Yeah, I copied the URL. I, I'm not sure why it does that. He must be on an Apple computer. I don't think that makes a 
any bit of difference. No, no, no. That's a Google thing. It's a Google thing. No, oh, listen, okay. sweet okay. tits. I'm referencing whenever uh, Droid had had the capabilities to copy and paste text for like four generations, and then Apple came out and they're like, now on the iPhone 4.5, 7 times 4C, you can copy and paste text. And everybody's like, great. That's that's fucking cool. We've been doing that for two and a half years now, yeah. Apple. And they're like, yeah, in the newest update, you can copy and paste text. You'll lose all your context, but you'll be able to copy and paste text. Here's a YouTube <laughs> album. You're welcome. Copy and paste text. I had somebody, yeah. I had somebody at work who they were like, ah, guys, I'm really thinking we launched this project just like a playlist in iTunes. Huh? Like, yeah, you know, because it has a whole lot of... Uh, Real good connotation to it. About positive, positive feedback from iTunes playlists. I was like, "Cool. What year is this? What year are we in right now?" So what are they trying? Okay, this was a marketing idea. God damn it, Frank! See now you, now you get <laughs> fucking links. Just yeah. This was a marketing idea. Uh, no, no, no. This is above marketing. <laughs> this was, this was, this is way above marketing. But what was their it. okay? So what was their plan with that. creating this? Uh, it was just how they were going to spin it and talk about it, and I'm not not going to go any further than that. It was just that they were referencing a great idea as comparing uh, their project to an iTunes playlist, and I was like, yeah, cool, uh, neat. And then we all get YouTube albums at the end of this, or YouTube albums at the end of this. Uh, yeah. That sounds like that would a that would have went over about as well as the launch of healthcare.gov did. Yes. <laughs> the issue is healthcare.gov didn't exist when it launched, and no one told them that. So they're like, "And we're gonna flip the switch." They're gonna what? No, oh, fuck me. So funny oh, enough, right? Oh. Healthcare.gov saved by Accenture. They were the ones that went in to fix it. Pretty hilarious. Oh, they brought it back to the states. Wasn't it a Canadian firm that uh, no, uh, so homegirl like was way, went to Yale with? Well, because of the way that uh, that government contracts work, they don't actually get um, the best. How would I say the best firm for the job? Normally, like it normally starts with someone that's like low cost, whatever, and then they go to approved firms, and somehow this firm snuck through approval, um, and put in a low bid for what they were doing, and yeah, fucked it all up. But Accenture <laughs> and Deloitte went in and fixed it. Very nice. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, anyways, not not that I like am shilling for Accenture, but I thought that was pretty funny. I'm sorry, I'm um, uber distracted any- by people just knocking themselves out in that clip that you sent me. So I blame this on you, Parker. Do you have any? Uh, you have any uh, rants? I had a rant Ooh. earlier. Did you? Um, I don't know. I would. I would just say like sometimes Google autofill can really just wreck your whole world. Okay, that kind of drives me crazy. So. Well, I mean, more times than not, it gets shit all in the wrong place. 
or I, I don't know. Whenever you, or are you if talking you, like, about, you're like, if you're not even gonna use it, but you like press tab anyways, and it automatically like just fills all this shit in automatically. You know, populates and you're, you're like, talking about like for purchase online purchases and stuff. Yes, yes. I have yes. never had that issue. <laughs> Ever really? Yeah, you know, you can go in and update your uh, your your wallet. And uh, make sure it has updated information, and then tell it when you actually want it to become active, like on what sites, mm. all the time, some of the time. Interesting. Yeah, I've okay. ne- I, I I remember having that issue a couple of years ago. Like every blank space on Google would be like uh, Brian, it would try to fill in my last name immediately after. I'm like, well, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, and you just like stop it. You're, you're drunk, autofill. Leave me alone. I can do this faster via usage of you know tab to the next cell than you doing it, and then me having to go back and play cleanup. Uh, so that's a real geeky uh, grinds my gears. But um, I do have another one. Um, okay, so and this is you know coming from a fat guy so take it as it as it may be but runners uh joggers yoggers whatever you want to call them that insist on running on the road on the road uh, those are the worst, the worst on the people. sidewalk yeah the worst yeah. i yeah I don't, same people same with people Dude. walking walking in the road like what the fuck are you doing yeah, yeah like what kind of bad decisions have you made in your life that you're walking in the road? Um, but the runners, you know, it's like, okay, they're, they're clearly not, uh, you know, homeless or without a car or what, you know, they're all in their $400 worth of runner's gear and shoes and their tight spandex or whatever. Um, they're out there running for recreation, exercise, whatever. It's like, man, be smarter than that. That's just such a fucking dangerous situation all around i mean have you not watched the news have you not heard any statistics on like distracted driving uh especially in the you know i don't know 16 to 25 year old demographic like all it takes is one 16 year old dude driving texting his girlfriend and you're toast i'm sorry i don't care if you're wearing the brightest of neon yellow that you can find in the store you're gone. It doesn't matter if the person isn't looking at the fucking road. Um, stick, get off the road. There are so many places to go that have a mile loop, a two mile loop, uh, you know, jogging trails, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I almost feel like the people that insist on running on the road or biking on the road. Uh, must also be the same type of people that like go on these uh, what do they call it adventure thrill seeking vacations where they'll go to like a super known dangerous hotspot in the world and vacation there and they don't feel like it's a successful vacation unless they you know flirt with death at least twice during their vacation yeah like when a um, uh, villain went swimming off the coast of Somalia you know. Fun shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, come rape me, pirates. <laughs> and yeah, I, basically, you know, there, there, that is a real thing. And look it up if you haven't. It, you can go down a YouTube freaking uh, 
three hours of your life gone yeah. um, on people that insist on going to just super dangerous spots in the world uh, for their R and R, if you will. Um, and but anyway, yeah, I, I, I envision those people that run on the road are those same type of mentality, like. I'm not exercising unless I'm risking my life and exercising at the same time. Like, no, man, that's so dumb. I want to, well, I don't run uh, for starters, (laughs) but if I were to, for some other reason, start running in my life, like I want to be able to run back home. I don't want to be in an ambulance or in a freaking body bag um, as a result of me trying to lose some LBs. Like, I don't know. Get off the fucking road is what I'm trying to say. Thoughts? Anybody? Class? Yeah. No, I like see your hand up? Yeah. Get the fuck out of the yeah, road. So, no. So okay. Here's here's a couple things on the on the from pro runner and anti runner. Okay. I run four days a week, probably about three and a bit miles. Only in the road. And, <clears throat> no, in I specifically the middle I stay off the road, and and this this to me goes towards like cities that don't plan for biking either. That force bikers onto those roads. Like we as a society just need to accept that hey, working out is like a thing that people need to be able to do, and they should be able to do it safely. Now you're always going to have your sort of like rogue runner out there who thinks that they can do 30 miles an hour in a 35 right <laughs> that that asshole just needs to be off the road like fuck them if they get hit that's just what it is um is that man in the turn lane using hand signals <laughs> <laughs> is that blinkers on his shoes why oh okay i see no those are la gear <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, he specifically, he, like, called in to LA Gear to say, hey, can you please make blinking shoes for grown men? Um, so, no, okay, so so that whole thing is bullshit, right? Like, running in the road when you have a sidewalk is complete bullshit. But on the contrary, cities who don't build sidewalks so people can do decent walks or runs, that's also bullshit. So get on get on that level. And then cities who don't build bike lanes that are appropriately wide and appropriately outside of traffic, that's yeah. also bullshit. So, like, we just need to get on top of this because if you bike, you need to go about 20, 20 yeah, 15 to 20 miles to get the same workout that you would in a, in a three to, to five mile run. So, like, just build these things so that we as a society can live healthy lives, right? Because we all sit at desks most of the day, or some of us are unfortunate or lucky enough to not have to sit at a desk, depending on what job you have. But it kind of like, like, let's just build society a little bit better so it's not so car-focused. And then once that happens... um then, you know, let's get mad at the runners for running in the road. I assume that you're getting mad at the ones that run when there's a sidewalk, right? Absolutely. Or whenever there's, uh, I don't know, 20 miles of trail near the turnpike that you can run on. Yeah. Like, um, but, no, okay, if, so- if you're close to a neighborhood or if you're close to an area, well, a neighborhood or an area where you can run on trails, like, you should not be in the road. That is, that's, it's a stupidly, like, unnecessary risk that you're taking for no reason like literally no reason 
I'm just thinking, like, even the shittiest of cities have got to have at least a little park somewhere with a half-mile loop, right? Like, yeah. But- run that. Ten times and get five miles. Get your get your run in. Okay, I understand. Yeah, but maybe sucks, wanting to see right? a changing scenery. Yeah, I get it. But uh, again, I want to. Uh, I don't know. Go home alive after my workout. Maybe that's just. I me. agree with that. No, I agree with that, and that's that is what I'm trying to say here. Right? It's like it's an unnecessary risk to do that. It's just mm. dumb. Like I saw people. Uh, so here in Austin, we have a very big road biking community. And people really enjoy going out for a nice bike ride. Problem being, there are places where you can go specifically. There's a there's an eight-mile paved road that is exclusively for bikes that you can go on. That's where I go. Then you have these brave hearts out there who all need to bike next to, like, traffic moving at 60 miles an hour. Nothing about that sets me on a path to like, oh, that's worth the reward (laughs) for the amount of risk that I'm taking and putting in another person's hands, hoping that they see me, right? Like, it's like, I I just, I I don't get it. One small thing goes wrong, and you're underneath a car going 60. Uh Like, I, I don't get it. I'll never get it. I would throw the road biker culture and the road runner culture in the same boat and say, go find yourself a 15 mile piece of I mean, shit. As a runner, it's even easier. But as a as a road biker, find yourself a reliable area that you can go biking without traffic. If not, you just don't don't even enjoy the hobby. Like, just just find something else. Uh, you're taking far too much much risk for a workout. Um, stupid. Yeah, get you a stationary bike. Get a Peloton. Yeah, get a Peloton. Shit. Make sure you use code NBLB to get. Uh... Uh, 10% added to your Peloton purchase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worked out a really good deal with Peloton. We did, we did. <laughs> Somehow we paid them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did. I don't know. That, yeah, that's all, that's all I got in my, grinds my gears tank tonight. We all ready to wrap? We've been going at this strong for 125. Yeah, I think we're ready. I mean, I, I, I that was a good grinds my gears because that actually did annoy me. Um, the 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 last thing that I'll say on that grinds my gears. The same shit goes for people who don't stop at crosswalks when you can clearly see there are people fucking waiting to get across that crosswalk. Fuck mm-hmm. you, like fuck well, all of up you. there. And yeah, yeah. And then you gotta walk around the front of their freaking vehicle. Yeah, no, no. Or or they just keep going like. Here in Buda, we've oh, got the, okay, okay. There's there's a couple spots that can catch you. There's the railroad tracks. There's a stop sign, not a stop sign, a traffic light, um, and another traffic light. And for whatever reason, these people just keep like they'll see you. They'll look straight at you and drive past you as you're waiting to cross, like in the crosswalk. And then Brian was on the phone with me the other day. When I took the liberty of crossing, <laughs> and the guy like honked at me and called me what, Brian? No, he just said you're welcome in a really condescending oh, he said, voice. Yeah, he said you're welcome. Like, wh- what do you what do you fucking mean? This is an active crosswalk. You are supposed to stop here when someone is waiting to cross. I'm not welcome. You're welcome for not killing me. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? 
All right. Well, speaking of what are you talking about, rewind that sentence and just listen to that. You you are welcome for me being alive at this point. Uh, all right. Well, I, it's getting absolutely out of hand tonight. I don't know what the hell. Uh, on that note, we'll we'll pass it on to the uh, we'll pass on into the afterlife of this episode. Be sure to check us out next week. In particular, uh, we will have our classic 100th episode. Of No Beer Left Behind, which if that doesn't deserve a reggae horn, I don't know what will. So episode 100, we should have a special guest. If not, we will bring the noise, I guess, or just a bit of an anticlimactic episode 100. But we'll do our best to uh, bring the funk next week and every week. Uh, be sure to check us out over on our social media pages, at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, be sure to rate it and review us on iTunes. And I hear people say on podcasts, like, or wherever you get your podcasts, but I'm going to be honest with you, I see no review app out there or review place for podcasts. If you have one, let us know. And also let us know what we're, what we're rated. A little scared. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening this week and every week. Be sure to tell a friend and uh, hope you have something good to drink this weekend. Remember, folks, don't be dicks when you're out there living living your best life. So for Brian here in Dallas, till next time, I'm out. Uh, I just want to elaborate to listeners. When Brian says a special guest for our 100th episode, it's actually a special guest, not just me joining 30 minutes late to the party. Right. Uh, you know, like maybe a... Uh, Maybe a local brewery in the Dallas Metroplex uh, might be hopping on. So tune into that. Uh, for Parker in the awesome city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of the 420 checkpoints and Sunday afternoon beer festivals, I'm out. <laughs> uh, for Frank in far, far north, McAllen, Texas, uh, when, when Parker says that Brian says... What Parker's actually meaning is accurate. Um, additionally, uh, just got a letter in the old MBLB email box there, Brian. Trump called this the greatest, best, most fantastic, well-recorded, well-produced, most beautiful cast podcast he's ever listened to. So I don't know. It's just wow. it just came across, just came across the wire. Yeah, it's good. So um, Trump endorsed going into a hunted. Um, Parker will probably be 30 minutes late to that one too. I'm out. <laughs> Beer! <laughs>